You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai I 103.8. Hi guys, welcome along to this podcast. This is Mark Lloyd from Lunch with Lloyd. Had a very interesting week on the show. We checked out Dubai's design and crafts program over at Expo. Also, we went to the theatre with the play that goes wrong. We were joined by Danny of the Scripts, of course, the lead singer of the band, ahead of their gig this coming Wednesday, uh, happening at the Dubai Air Show. We also had music from Gally Polly, and we checked out the Irish Village. Twenty-five years they are celebrating in Dubai. Do enjoy the podcast and join me live on the show weekdays from eleven o'clock only on Dubai I one hundred three point eight. Listening to lunch with Lloyd on Dubai I one hundred three point eight. Indeed, you are kicking off the week on the, this Sunday. Now, of course, each and every Wednesday we're down there at uh, Expo twenty twenty, and we love broadcasting from that location. There's so much to see and do, and something that I've not been able to get to yet is a place called Hamor House. And to tell us all about it, we have uh, Ahmed Al Anisi, who's the senior manager for the Arts and Culture Exhibitions and Pavilions uh, over there. Ahmed, how are you, sir? Very good, thank you. How are you guys doing? A very lovely morning to you both. Thank you. So, um, tell me a little bit about uh, Hamor House and uh, what we can expect um, to see if we pop over there at Expo. So, Hamor House is a community art project that brings together different segments of the community to realize this project, which um, manifests on site both as a collection of artworks in a public exhibit um, in the open air, as well as an exciting art program that is very tactile and invites our um, visitors to use their hands to create marine-inspired uh, knitting, uh, you know, knitted animals and and other things, as well as a deep uh, a deeper art program which uh, invites UAE. Based artists who are uh, leaders in their craft to uh, deliver a series of workshops that inspire and also entertain our visitors um, to think about a very serious uh, theme, which is the theme of marine sustainability and the marine environment, but from the eyes of the art, so that it becomes something that is fun and, uh, and at the same time inspiring and memorable. Okay, um, so uh, I'm sure going to learn a lot um, down here. I mean, it looks very colourful and v- very eye-catching. Just just describe Hamor House for us. So we're located in Opportunity Plaza. We're facing China Pavilion, and the nearest entrance to Hamor House is the Opportunity Gate. Um, and we have the three uh, vibrant artworks that you were talking about. The first one is a tapestry that was made by school children, and it was actually the result of um, uh, art workshops that we had a year and a half ago at our visitor center, where we ended up engaging 3,000 students to create 600 pieces of artwork that will become part of the legacy of this project. Um, and this tapestry uh, uh, sort of uh, interprets marine life in the UAE. The second is a sculpture, a three-meter-long uh, uh, hamour fish sculpture, which was which Expo had commissioned artist Sue Ryan to create. And uh, Sue is based in Australia, and she created this uh, uh, sculpture by collecting um, uh, ghost nets or nets from the beaches and uh, oceans of Australia. However, the the actual source of these nets is illegal fishing practices hundreds of kilometers away from Australia, and they cause a lot of damage. So what we want to say is that we're all in this together to care about what happens in the ocean, because even if it is far away, it could end up impacting our local waters. And last but not least, which is something I'm very excited about, which is our coral garden. We have a, uh, a coral garden 
which features five bleached corals made from recycled uh, plastic using 3D printed technology. And we are inviting guests to cover these bleached corals with living corals, uh, uh, sort of a symbolic gesture. These are uh, uh, sculptures made of recycled paper as well, where they will learn how to, first of all, make the paper, uh, sculpt corals based on real species found in the UAE, and then we invite them to the garden to plant those uh, corals. So uh, throughout Expo's period, our garden will keep growing and transforming into something more vibrant. And there's a message of hope there that what scientists do underwater, uh, the real planting of corals to revive coral reefs is something that visitors here are doing from the world of the arts. Uh, I'm sure um, it's absolutely ideal for for schools and and school children to go along, you know, and learn a lot about what's happening underneath our oceans. I mean, looking at this region, uh, Hafmed, um, you know, um, what's what's happening beneath the water in this part of the world? So just to your point about school children, absolutely, um, we're going to be receiving uh, school groups very very soon into our uh, benches on Hamor House location mm-hmm. where people can engage in knitting every day from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, talking about the oceans, um, on a global level, um, corals are facing a lot of challenges. They are facing what we call coral bleaching, which are episodes where corals are not in the most ideal condition because of uh, uh, heating episodes when uh, uh, sort of the seasons fluctuate. And so uh, if a coral stays in a bleached position for long uh, periods of time, then it ends up dying. Um, However, what we are noticing is that there are some species that are experiencing what we call resilience. And by this, we mean corals are finding ways to uh, adapt and to become stronger um, in the face of the heating episodes that we're finding. And so in the next 10 years, the Arabian waters and the Arabian Gulf specifically will be one of the most important bodies of water to research, to unlock more solutions for a better future for our coral reefs and how we can protect this very valuable resource. Um, Thinking about our fisheries, thinking about um, uh, how the planet produces oxygen, 50% of our oxygen is produced in the oceans, Mm -hmm. and thinking about the leisurely and tourism aspects of why we should take care of our corals and how every one of us can make a change. There is a message of hope, and that is something that we want to focus on. Um, I come from a marine biology background. I was an assistant scientist, but I'm also a visual artist. So the project is very close to heart. You're the perfect guy to be uh, handling it, for sure. Um, I also believe there's a free um, to download Hamor House Children's Art Art Archive. Tell me more about that. We have uh, been committed to celebrating each and every artwork that the children have done in the last year and a half with our uh, visitor center art workshops. We've produced an archive with all the 600 uh, pieces that the children have created, and each one of them names all the students that were involved in each piece and the school that they came from. So we want to celebrate the contributions of the children by way of inviting um, people to download this archive. We also want to extend this invitation firstly to all the kids and their families that have been part of this journey, uh, uh, promising them that we uh, we take their work seriously and that we will also be using this work in many different interpretations in the months to come at Expo and also uh, uh, after 
Exeter Expo uh, during the legacy period. And speaking of things that people can download, we also have a publication called How to Build Your Hamor House, which is uh, using our program as a case study to invite other communities anywhere in the world to create a community artwork that is similar. Uh, as you as you know, I describe it as a community art because we have the school children, but we also have fishermen, we've got scientists, we have artists and the institutions that back up all of these people that seem to be disconnected but actually have a lot in common. Yeah. And together we can work together to create uh, the uh, the ingredient that's missing, in my opinion, when it comes to sustainability, which is love. I think if we love something, we can take care of it a lot more. And this is something that we've learned from our ancestors as um, people uh, of, of the region and uh, our ancestors have a very intimate relationship with Mother Nature. I think we want to revisit this uh, of genuine love and care for the environment that we're within. And I think that is the secret ingredient that we're working towards. Excellent. Well, I urge everyone to go along and see Hamor House. You'll find it at Expo 2020. And a big thanks there to Ahmed Al-Anazi, who's the Senior Manager for the Arts and Culture Exhibitions and Pavilions. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, good afternoon and welcome back to the show. And theatre is where we are at. And the play that goes wrong... We'll say good afternoon to Satyan, who's joining us. Good afternoon. Hi. Hi, Mark. How are you? Very, very good. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. We've got Karine as well. Hi, Karine. Hi. Hi, everyone. And we've also got Sadiq on line number three. How are you, Sadiq? I'm fine. Thank you, Mark. Very good. Very good. So, Satyan, why does everything go wrong in this play? Well, uh, everything has been going right for us, right, since the past two years. So why not okay. just the trend? <laughs> yeah, flip it on its head and, and make everything go wrong. So tell me about the premise of this play, Satyan. So it comes on from a drama society who's been trying to establish themselves. And uh, they think that this is going to be their best show because everything is on track. Yeah. Until everything starts going off track. Right. Okay. So and, uh, that includes situations. It includes a lot of chaos, and uh, the, these are serious actors who are doing their best to put up a, a good show. Right? It's a murder mystery. Yeah. Okay. So uh, serious actors. Karen, let's bring you in. You play Florence Collymore. Tell me about your character. <laughs> so, so Florence is a very well-established actress. And, uh, and, and one, I think the team or the, the, the crew see as well, we have a, a, a very well-known actress with us. She's going to make this place something else. And she thinks of herself as, as something else. Uh, but then when you watch her, you, you realize, oh my, okay, she's, she probably thinks too much of herself. <laughs> okay. So and she, she has an overconfidence about her. And, uh, and uh, yeah, she gets a little bit annoyed when uh, everybody starts messing up with their own parts. Okay. Uh, but then she also messes up as well. Uh, so it's, <laughs> it's one disaster after the other. So she's not <laughs> as good as she more. thinks she is. She's, she's better than perhaps she really is, Karine. <laughs> Perhaps it's it's for the audience to judge really on the night. <laughs> yeah, has it has it been fun to play to get into this character? Oh, absolutely! Because I'm 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 all about comedy, but more so about physical comedy. Yeah. So you're going to see a lot of that on stage, 
uh, and uh, me growing up, my brother my, my, and I and my sister, we're, we're, that's how we used to ta- entertain each other, through making faces, through, through uh, imitating uh, funny situations, falling down, you know, almost like cartoon-like. Yeah, yeah. Right? So like you fall off a cliff, you never die type of thing, you know? <laughs> right. Now, Sadiq, uh, your character is called Charles Haversham. Um, that sounds uh, like a very upstanding name. Tell me about um, the characteristics of Charles. Um, yeah, Charles is a charismatic uh, man from uh, wealthy upbringing. Um, and a uh, place based in my, at my house, which is the Hapsham Manor, Obviously, things going wrong. Um, I play the serious actor who's obviously trying to keep things together. Um, but I take a brunt, a huge brunt of all what is physical comedy. <laughs> all right, so you're kind of the, the laughing stock a, a little bit. I'm going to bring in, once again, Satyan here. Um, yes, you're playing Thomas Collymore. I'm guessing yes. maybe the husband of Florence? Well, the brother over here, actually. Okay, the brother. I don't yeah. have the good fortune to be the husband of this beautiful woman on stage also. So forget that. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I am playing uh, her husband. And uh, as an actor, you know, this is about a drama society who are playing characters. So as an actor, I play the man who is kind of trying to salvage the situation when things are going wrong. So how challenging has it been to put this uh, piece together, Satyan, you know, where th- things are just falling apart on stage? Yes. Uh, to be honest, that is the right word, challenging. And uh, the set that we have created uh, is a huge one and so huge that I think for the first time I have had to erect the set in my own warehouse for the last one month so that the cast can rehearse on the set and get familiarized with it. Okay, um, so just coming back to Kareen, um, you know, are, are you ready to go? Do you think you've rehearsed enough and uh, that, you know, you can't wait to get on stage and, and show this to the audience? I, I mean, of course, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm still waiting for the bruises and scratches to heal. Right. Uh, so we're going <laughs> to take it easy <laughs> this week. And leave all the the real bruising for for show nights. <laughs> yeah, you don't want too many plasters on there. I mean, is comedy, uh, you know, your favourite kind of style of theatre, or are you more a serious actress, Corinne? Well, you know, comedy is also serious, uh, and that's the misunderstanding that people have. And it's 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 not easy to be comedic. And there's also different types of comedies as well. You can be extremely serious, extremely truthful. But then the scene itself turns out to be extremely funny. Uh, so there's a lot of improvisation, too, uh, that you can bring in. And uh, it all depends on the level of confidence you have as an actor. Uh, but my personal preference is really is really everything. I do love comedy because I love making a fool of myself, uh, naturally. <laughs> but also I love taking on very serious um, uh, murder or or, let's say, uh, serious roles uh, per se so that's something I also love to do just to challenge myself as well as an actor Yeah, uh, so Satyan how many performances are going to be happening this weekend? We have four shows uh, on the 18th 19th and 20th we have 7.30pm shows 
and we have a matinee on saturday at 2:30 and uh, the play is under 90 minutes so the audience can expect a crisp and quick uh, performance for sure um uh, wholesome okay um so this is going to be at the junction this coming weekend um tickets availability yes tickets are available on platinum list and as of date they have sold out quite well they've picked up some steam since yesterday yeah and uh, uh i request everybody to pick up as much as uh, as fast as you can and uh, join us for this mad ride that we've created for you madness happening at the junction this weekend at alsakal avenue with the play that goes wrong don't miss it this is lunch with lloyd on dubai i 103.8 woke up this morning can't shake the thunder from last night you left with no warning and took the summer from my life i gave you my everything now my world don't seem right Can we just go back to being us again? Cuz when I'm sitting in the bar all the lovers with umbrellas always pass me by. It's like I'm living in the dark and my heart's turned cold since you left my life. And no matter where I go girl I know if I'm alone there ain't no blue sky. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Cuz baby when you're gone all it does is rain, rain. Rain down on me each drop is pain 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 when you leave it's such a shame we missed it up you and me cuz baby when you got all it does is rain oh yeah there's the script and a song called rain of course the band are heading to dubai to perform at the Airshow gala dinner this week on wednesday we've got the lead singer danny o'donohue joining us on the show right now danny how excited is the band to be returning to dubai come on yeah um, honestly you couldn't uh, you couldn't buy the the excitement it's um it's one thing for us to you know come back out of lockdown but to come back out and to be able to do what we used to do before which was just connect with the audience all the audience being together in one place it's a real real treat for us you know we haven't been out in dubai for a number of years yeah um and we've been doing some some gigs uh here in the uk as well we did the isle of wight festival and then we actually we went as far as romania and played uh, 70,000 people there wow so we're just super excited to come back out because i feel there's a massive rush of energy from everybody being able to come back out again to yeah. be able to attend events like this so we're just going to be like surfers now we're going to surf that that <laughs> the energy surf that wave um of emotion and um like i said i just you know i love the i love the the dubai crowd as well you know always ready to sing along always ready to enjoy themselves yeah i remember we chatted to you when you came out to sandans a few years ago yeah 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 uh, and a fantastic gig and uh, it, as i say it's so good to be having you back i mean for people that haven't seen you live just tell us what we can expect from a script live show well it's it's, it's a massive amount of energy we're we're very emotional um I'm like an emotionally led band and we're not afraid to show our feelings you know uh, a lot of these songs are are about the the human condition yeah and i feel like that's what's really worked about the scripts over the past number of years around the world is that people really connect with the human emotion that's in it so it doesn't matter where you're from or what your nationality is you connect with the human element in the song and i feel that's why we have basically these massive sing-alongs 
You know, it's almost like a, a giant karaoke. You know, we put we would put the lyrics on the screen and put the ball bouncing along only for everybody knows them anyway, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, one thing that always struck me uh, the last time that I saw you as well is... Um, you know, um, you're the front man, obviously, Danny, but how you showcase yeah. as well, your, especially your drummer. He's kind of right out. He's such a big part of the show. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Glenn is um, he's an extraordinary drummer. And I always felt for for something that's so technical. And so he's such a gifted drummer that he's the only one who gets to experience what he looks like. So instead of having him right behind the yeah. singer, yeah, um, we put him off to the side. And we basically put it to the side so everybody can see just actually how impressive it is. Um, it's not just he playing the drums, he sings, he plays guitar as well. Um, but it's a, yeah, it, it, we used to joke around saying it was a handy way of getting him out of my camera shot so he wouldn't be sitting over my shoulder. Yeah, he always a, looked, this, looked like this tiny head, you know, the devil on the shoulder. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> visual part of the show, and I, I absolutely love that. And I've not seen it kind of done before quite the way that you guys do it on the script. Now, uh, yes, you, you must be on cloud nine as um, your latest album, Tales from the Script, has absolutely flown up to the top of the charts. Tell me about that. Yeah, it's it's um you know it's a collection of our uh, it's almost like I said it's the greatest hits so it's the tales from the script and um, mixed with and uh, we put in one more song in there we actually wrote a song during lockdown which we felt just it it just fitted it fit the whole classic vibe it was like classic script song yeah um but we're just super excited about um the fact that you know even though we've been out for twelve years having an album that is of songs from the past 12 years put in a particular order to tell a certain story yeah um that people have just gravitated towards it and i think in a way you know people are buying into the fact that they're like looking at this album thinking wow i remember when they first came out and i was this way and i was that old and i was doing this and then look since then i've gotten a job and i've you know progressed in my life and some people may have heard us first when they were you know maybe 27 and then since then they've gotten married they have kids now and it's you know, it's a whole generation thing and we're so blessed and so lucky to have gotten to this stage where we're able to look back on the history that we've had as a band. So the show is exactly that. It's if you like the script and you liked, you know, everywhere from our first songs to now, you know, it's the type of show that um, you're guaranteed we're going to be singing the hits. and we're gu- You're guaranteed that we're going to be singing your favorite song. Yeah. You just got me thinking there now, you know, that the, the, the years, your teenage years, your early 20s, when music yeah. really matters. What would that soundtrack be for you, uh, Danny? Uh, well, um, I mean, probably, I mean, growing up in Ireland, the, the songs that really stand out. I mean, I was into like R&B and hip hop and stuff. Yeah. But I guess songs that would have stuck out, honestly, probably would have been U2 stuff. Yeah. You know, U2's, you know, where the streets have no name, one, um, you know, uh, with or without you, these types of songs, because they're highly emotionally charged. The, I, you know, the, the language that he uses in those songs, I, I associate with Dublin and Ireland. And also the type of love that you have when you're a teenager, with or without you. Yeah. We've all had that person that, you know, <laughs> they drive us absolutely crazy. But at the end of the day, you're crazy in love with them. Yeah. You know, so I kind of feel like there's um, there's a massive uh, sense of that. But, I, I, you know, I grew up listening, now that I'm talking about it, but like James Taylor. I oh. love James Taylor. I love Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's, you know, the times there are changing. Um, I, I was heavily into lyrics there and back then as well. Um a song called Vincent with Donna Clean, oh, you know. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, I just these are my favorite favorite like they're lyrical masterpieces. So 
I've uh, yeah, I've been trying to write those songs ever since I was a kid, trying to rewrite them. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 th- I haven't achieved it yet. <laughs> I think you've, I think, I think you've achieved it. I mean, you just mentioned Dublin there, and what a musical city it is. Tell me what the scene's like. Is it coming back? You know, uh, to to what it was uh, before the, the all the COVID happened. Well, it it seems to be now. Uh, the the music industry itself was one that was hit um, very badly by COVID. Um, you know, only till recently it was illegal to um, to you could sit in a pub, but you couldn't dance. Right. And uh, you know, you could have been prosecuted for dancing and or singing in a bar. And I was like, what? There's nothing worse. What are you if you're Irish and you can't sing or you can't express yourself? And right. do you know what I mean? You might as well not be there. So, but. Um, slowly but surely it's opening back up and our industry because we we've had like a it's a very well cultivated workforce that has been cultivated over you know nearly nearly 30 40 years now yeah highly skilled and we're we lost a lot of them it's like you're a highly skilled tour manager for a said band and now you're driving you know driving trucks for amazon yeah, yeah, no, yeah. not that there's anything bad with that but your chosen subject that you wanted to be great at you were great at and you just you know like i said you were forced to go off and uh put food on the table in other ways but slowly but surely now it's coming back uh coming back on and like the likes of my brother he had to get it you know a, a different job he was a sound man in a, in a nightclub right um or a club that we first played in um sorry a live music venue yeah called uh the sugar club which we actually had our first show in right. but they're now back open up again um he's now back at work you know it, the vibe is better when you allow people to do you know there's a general sense that you know there's there's the psychology of the whole place just gets raised you know the right what is it um the 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 high tide raises all ships and once that kind of the amount of people feel like themselves again and it's starting to inject back in which is why again i can't wait to come back over and just like if to experience the shows that we have been doing because it's our some of our first times coming back out on stage Mm. and also the audience it'll probably be the first coming together that they've had where it's it's a you know it's a it's a it's a very very crazy experience. Yeah, I, I mean it's, it's amazing to have a massive name like you coming over, and very exciting times for you because you know as well as coming to Dubai to perform the air show, you're going to be going on a world tour, I believe, next year. Tell me all about that. That's right. We we start the world tour in February. Um, I, I can't wait. I really can't wait. I think it's like 96 shows in about 26 to 30 countries, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, considering you know I was locked up and bent up and had all this kind of um, you know frustration for 18 months to then do the absolute opposite of it yeah I've, I, you know one of the things I missed while I was um, in the house stuck in the house was was traveling you know we're a very social um, social bunch of creatures us human beings and it's tough you know when you're yeah, not on a mix so um you know, I, I I think I not that I ever took it for granted, but I think there's going to be an extra special sense of taking the culture, taking the sights, the sounds, the smells, because who knows? You know, nobody knew that we would have been all locked up for the past 18 months. So it could happen again. Um, so while I'm allowed out of the cage, I'm going to be going crazy. <laughs> uh, are you doing any television at the moment, uh, Danny? I mean, obviously you were famous for, for being on The Voice. Is, is there anything kind of cooking for your solo career like that? No, no, I don't have any solo career. No, no, I, I, I quite enjoy being just me from the band. You know, we've had a few TV offers coming in for like Talking Heads and this and that. But yeah. to be honest, like right now, I don't know if you can. Can you see me on? on I can. Uh, I can own? see yeah, you. Okay, yes. So, so I'm, I'm in the studio right now. That's oh where wow! I am. I'm in the recording studio. Surrounded so by keys all, all the way around. Yeah, I got me lunch there too. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's on the menu uh, for lunch, Danny? 
It was a chicken sandwich. Okay. Chicken sandwich and uh, some cheeky cheeky fries. Keep it basic, on okay? The, on the, yeah, on the... Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I, th- I, I think you're going to get getting much better cuisine when you come over to the city of Dubai to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm coming over. They're not even going to pay me. They're paying me in food. All you can eat. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Well, um, good luck uh, for the rest uh, of the year. We cannot wait to see you on stage with all those great visuals. Uh, say hi to Glenn and to Mark. And uh, will we'll, we'll see you in the sunshine city of Dubai. Look forward to seeing everybody there. Thanks so much. See you soon. Listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai I 103.8. Indeed, you are, and uh, we love to talk music, and we love to welcome back old friends of the night shift uh, onto the lunchtime show to talk a little bit of music. And uh, well, big names uh, in the city. We've got uh, Aman Sheriff joining us again. How are you, Aman? I'm good. How are you, man? You've been on your travels, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll find out more exactly where you've been travelling to. We've also got Lucas uh, McCone with us as well. Lucas, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Now, you two guys, very brave, um, took off to the United States um, to take your music over there. Tell me about the journey and and how it all went. Um, It started when Lucas came up to me and said, man, we need to, like, get this music out, out, out. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, we were having a a drink, and he was just like, we need to go to to L.A., because that's the place we can go, and... You know, and play some shows. Yeah. So I was like, no. <laughs> and then with a, with enough convincing, he convinced me, and, and it was the best choice I think we could have made at the time. Because it's a brave move, uh, uh, Lucas, isn't it? I mean, wh- yeah. where did you get the idea from? Thinking, you know, okay, we, we kind of, you know, uh, the UAE, everybody knows us, you know, our band, our music, but we got to get further out there. D- just tell me about that thought process. Yeah, it was just. Um, um, I was scared that we were just a bit comfortable here and we needed to be thrown into like um, a the big scene. pond. Yeah, and, and it, it was just a logic. It was just, yeah, it was, we were just comfortable. And it was like, <laughs> we have to go for it. We, this, is, if this is the time. <laughs> this is the only time to yeah. do it. So we just went for it. Aman, tell me about your first day when you uh, arrived uh, in, uh, in LA. Oh my goodness, to, you know, break into the music mm. scene. Our first day. Okay, we got to the Airbnb and. We ha- we were like super jet lagged, and we went to one of the the showcase nights there, which is in, at Hotel Cafe. So it's like a, an open mic type thing. Um, more so, they book the acts. Oh, okay. Like, there are all like, these like amazing singer songwriters come down, and big big names like like John Mayer and stuff used to play at these wow. uh, uh, these events. So we went down to one. We got our egos broken the first day, <laughs> and then yeah, we were just emailing and getting some shows lined up for us as well it's a good it was a good first day <laughs> so it's it, that that's kind of the learning experience i mean what was your first impression lucas when you know you saw some of these performers uh, it, on it, stage it was just really it was just really nice to see it was quite inspiring um you know every artist has their own style and it was um when you see that it just makes you want to go back to your room and write something and that was you know really cool about um, all of these talented acts it was really nice and so you were the new kids on the block how how did you break into the scene how did you you know kind of get known around los angeles um i mean we went there 2 years ago for like a month so we had been before but um when aman did his solo stuff before he knew some contacts with like sofa sounds and and those companies and so we were given a couple of those gigs and then quite quickly we started to get quite a few. So it was like we had a couple of connections from two years ago, 
Um, but yeah, that's how we kind of got our way around. So Aman, you were a solo act at the time. Now, now you've put this kind of collaboration together called uh, uh, Gallipoli. Let me get that right. <laughs> Gallipoli. Unusual name. <laughs> You know, I mean, if you're going to dream up a name, that's an unusual one. Where's it come from? So Lucas is actually the best at explaining it. Go on, okay. then, Lucas. Um, go on. So um, my, there was a famous battle in World War I, um, and my great-grandfather fought there, and it was the Battle of Gallipoli. And um, Amanda and I, we were performing a lot, and we knew it's time to get a band name, and we, were, we had many ideas, but there was nothing that connected Amanda and I together as a duo. And because Aman's heritage is uh, Turkish Indian and mine is like New Zealand, um, yeah, New Zealand, um, about 100 years ago in World War One, there was a famous battle of Gallipoli where the, the Turkish fought against the New Zealanders, the Anzacs. And it was just like this nice way for us to connect each other because like, like 100 years ago, we were fighting against each other. Yeah, but now, and now we you're do friends music, and, yeah. and playing music. And it was yeah. quite a nice way. Um, we didn't just want to name that... Um, had no meaning but this really had a cool meaning for us now talking of music um you've got uh, a new tune um that the the mm-hmm. release tell me about this song Anna. so we actually went to macedonia north macedonia last winter um to record some music and when we got there we wrote the, these like four songs and this is one of the four songs that we're going to release out of that um experience of making music in Macedonia. And what's it called? It's called Blurry Mess. Let's have a listen. Working down the street on your telephone. Maybe you just want to be left alone. From but through her keys on the pavement. You don't want to be the one saying. Come on, do. Something about the way I'm gonna have to say it Something about the way I'm gonna have to say this I see you in the morning when you fall asleep I make a cup of coffee you make tea It's all just one big burning mess But I'll see you See you In the morning Got myself a blanket on the sofa bed Put my pillow sitting on the other side of your head Gotta go, I gotta go and get it
Beautiful stuff, original music here on Dubai I 103.8. And uh, Aman, nice lead vocal on that. Um, Thank you. Pleased with how it came out? Very, very pleased. Yeah. yeah. Was that mixed uh, over over in the States? Um, the mixing was done, yeah, in, in America, but we recorded it in Macedonia. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, we're going we're to hang on to you guys because I know you've got uh, something happening a bit later on today mm-hmm. over at Expo. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. <laughs> Dubai I 103.8. You're welcome back into the show. Now, we've been talking music uh, with a couple of well-known uh, characters in the city of Dubai, Aman Sheriff and Lucas McCollum. They've come together and put together the, the duo uh, Gallipoli. They've just come back from the United States where uh, they got a, a real taste of uh, the California lifestyle and, and the music scene over there. But you are back and uh, you're going to be performing at Expo. Well, yeah, um, Lucas and I are doing uh, this uh, busking gig in the, the expo. So yeah. It's quite cool. Okay, how's it going? So we've done three, four days, and it's, it's, it's going good. <laughs> <laughs> and have you had a, a chance to look around the expo? Um, not that much, because it is quite busy. What, what we have to do, we have to do quite a few sets, but um, definitely we're, we're there for quite a while, for quite a few weeks, so we'll definitely check everything out. Okay, so we can come and see you performing on, on a street corner down at, down at Expo, <laughs> yeah. So what's the plan, um, you know, next? I know, you, you know you're itching to go back mm-hmm. um, to uh, Los Angeles to get, once again, get back into the music scene. What, what's the plan? Um, I think that as with original artists, it's just a lot of things you have to try and bring together. You know, we have a new single coming out next week and it's just about um, doing that release really well and then um, figuring out how... Yeah, there's just a lot of things we have to sort out and get right. But yeah, the main goal is to get back to LA in January. Yeah, tell me about the, your new song, Aman. So Blurry Mess is, a, is the first single we released as Gallipoli. And... Um, it's a special one because it's the first time Lucas and I actually, it's the first song we actually wrote together um, from start to finish. Normally, he'd write something and I'd write something and then we'd kind of piece it together. Yeah, yeah. But this is the first time where we sat in a room and said, no, we're going to sit down from scratch with the guitar and write it from you know the beginning. And it was the first one and actually, because we, we enjoyed this song so much and we really loved it, it inspired us to write the whole EP and the whole the the rest of the songs, and it's a, it's cool that it's coming out now. 
because it's like it's it's the start and the way it started for us when we um, wrote all the songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, Gallipoli, um, I wish you all the very, very best. And uh, I'll definitely come and, and take a look at you uh, down there at, at Expo 2020 and wish you well for uh, more music. If people want to follow you, where, where can we go to follow um, your music? Spotify on over the, the platform. Gallipoli music. Gallipoli will be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how do you spell Gallipoli? G-A-L-L. I-P-O-L-I. Right. <laughs> I got it. I was calling it Gallopy at the start of the show. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for coming along and, and chatting to us. And, and we wish you uh, the very best. This is Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Yeah, welcome back to the show with you through until 2 o'clock. Now, uh, when I look back over the years that I've been here in Dubai, some of the best uh, musical experiences, concerts, gigs, call them whatever you like, have happened at a venue that uh, celebrated over the weekend 25 incredible years. I'm talking about the Irish Village. And to tell me a little bit more about those celebrations, Dave C., the manager, joins us on the line. Dave, congratulations, 25 years. Yeah, great. Unbelievable. I've just rushed back from the air show, actually, so I've been listening to you on the, on the radio. Yeah, but 25 massive years. So many, so many concerts, uh, so many great memories. People saying they met the wife there or the first date was there or that's where you had the christening and they brought the children there. And it's, <laughs> just, it's just a great, you know, you forget even myself. I mean, I was, I'm only here 20 years, so I used to visit the Irish Village is a guest in the early years as well. You know, come, I used to work at the Meridian across the road and uh, used to walk across here. And it's, yeah, it's unbelievable 25 years. And, I mean, we were packed over the weekend, social distancing, of course. But yeah. it, it was a great feel of um, of life coming back. And we had a, a local band called Gord, Gorgeous George on, who I've never seen before. And they were amazing. Oh, I mean, right. I need it, to get them on the like, show. A hundred percent. It was like watching a a paid concert. Everybody was saying they were that good, and I'll definitely use them again. You know, gorgeous George. It's a nice name as well. It's a great that? name. Somebody, somebody, uh, Colin McLaughlin was asking me, "Hi, what does the name come from?" I said, "Colin, I haven't got an idea." <laughs> now, I was looking back o- over the yeah. concerts, and we've got you know, the Stompers. Now, the Stompers were Duncan Jones' band. Yes, uh, from Laughter Factory. Those were the days, and yeah. you know. Status quo and, and all these bands, amazing times. Uh, they are. I mean, I'll throw a few of my favourites out. Um, the Human League, um, I thought, were absolutely amazing uh, when you, when you yeah. put them on. You had the Stranglers on. And, um, you know, I, I know live music creeping back because you've got a big gig coming up this weekend with the Whalers, who've been there before. Yeah, last time the Whalers were here, they were amazing. I think it's about five, six years ago. Um, because of the rules and regs, we're going to put them in the stadium this time. Um, make it a bit more intimate, but it's uh, yeah, really looking forward to the feel of live music coming back in our side. I know it's been back in Dubai for for um, a few months now, or uh, but it's us coming back, and I've got a lot uh, concerts in the in the new year, so it's. It's really, it's really coming back for us, so I'm really happy. Yeah, uh, so that's something to look forward to. The Whalers, of course. I, I don't know, some great reggae shows. UB40, um, absolutely fantastic. Of course, we recently lost uh, Astro, but um, he was a great character to come and perform uh, on your stage as, as well, Dave. Well, they were, they were scheduled for um, December the 14th, unfortunately. Um, so they've been cancelled, and yeah, it was a real shocker when they were here last 
I mean, UB40 has got to be uh, one of the best gigs we do because musically, everyone's a hit and, you know, they're, they're so tight when they play on stage. So, yeah, it's a big loss that Astro's gone. Um, but hopefully Ali and the boys will come back early in the next uh, mm. 2022, you know? Yeah. What are some of your great memories, Dave? And, you know, as well as music, of course, some great sporting events. I remember going to the Conor McGregor uh, Mayweather fight um, <laughs> over there. I, I think I think the uh, just creating things like the Hot Fest, which was a musical event um, that we did in the summer for 10 years, and it, it was amazing. And, you know, revenues... Uh, since 1996, we've taken 763 million dirhams, um, and that's just amazing. One one bar over the years, and just for, just a little bit of uh, info, we've done 125,000 fish and chips. <laughs> oh wow, that that is uh, quite a, an accolade. And, and you've won awards, of course, for your uh, menu. Um, coming up, of course, we've got Christmas, uh, which I just love in the outdoors out there. And I, I think having the wildlife as well, the ducks really helps. It's you know the kids just love it, Dave. Yeah, it's. I mean, and and we we do allow controlled dogs in, so dogs, cats, and ducks, terrapins <laughs> and fish. You know, uh, it's. I just want to have a lion walking around, you know, and uh, uh, our, our Christmas day is nearly sold out, but you'll be pleased to know your table is already reserved for you, sir. Oh, lovely. It's, it's expanded a bit this year because I've got the in-laws coming at, uh, over, but I'll, I'll get back to you on that at another time, uh, Dave. I and, mean, uh, sorry, it's, sorry, it's, sorry, it's, it's not often that a place, a venue will last 25 years. What do you think the secret of its success is? I think uh, pricing, 100%, we're very reasonably priced. And uh, even the location's changed and we've got studio doing well and we're doing well at the expo and I've, we've just opened one at the uh, air show as well. But I think it's, it's giving the customers what we want, what they want, the service we work on all the time. The menu, we try and change it, but there's so many really good standards on that people want all the time. So, uh, and just upgrading, I mean, we were the first outlet in Dubai to have the handheld ordering system, which took the staff away from standing around computers uh, many, many years mm, ago. Yeah. And it's, co- it's, it's constantly making sure that we're doing our best. We get it wrong sometimes and, you know, <laughs> guests get angry and, and the food's wrong and, you know, but we, we pride ourselves in, you know, service recovery and really trying to give what you want. When I, want, when I go to a restaurant, I want good service, good food, you know, I want the staff to talk to me and, and mm. understand what I want. And I think that's uh, a big thing. Our staff know the menus inside out. And, yeah, it's, it's down to the staff and also our owners, Colum and Ramesh, who are the two big bosses of duty free, yeah. letting us run the place and you know, letting us keep the prices reasonable. Um, and we've got the tree lighting, which is uh, back on the 6th of December, which is always a massive event for us. So, yeah, it's a good feel. It's been a tough year or two years for everybody in the world. And, you know, and, and we all hope it gets back to real normality. But it is good to sit in the Irish village and, and get the feel of Dubai coming back. I love being in traffic jams now. Traffic jams are amazing because we didn't have traffic jams a year and a half ago. Don't moan about the traffic jams. Just sit there and think, wow. And enjoy it. Yeah. Well, Dave, uh, on behalf of everyone here at the radio station, many congratulations on on 25 years. I saw a picture of you with a big bouquet and um, it's well deserved. I think uh, another you know, factor of its great success is its fantastic manager. And I really, really mean that. So, Dave, congratulations on 25 years. And uh, we'll see you at the Whalers.